Hey everybody, this is Jessica from Louisville, Kentucky, and you are listening to But God Podcast. How's everybody doing this morning? This show is going to help you to fall in love with God and to fall out of love with religion. This is for people that are unperfect but need God. Come on, clap your hands, right? I love to say that if you're so perfect, then you wouldn't need a God, right? So that's what makes our relationship so awesome between God because we're unperfect but yet he still loves us I hope that I am able to help you to fall in love with him but to also understand that he loves you so much listen the the, we can't even wrap our mind around how much God loves us right but also I want us to fall in love with the Bible and today I'm going to share a little bit of my testimony as well as we get into the show but I want us to fall in love with the Bible right The Bible is nothing more but people that are literally just like us. It shows you who God is, how God moves, what he likes, what he doesn't like. Listen, sometimes the Bible can get a little hectic, right? Because there are people in there that are just like us that push against his will. But you will also see and understand that if you just follow through with purpose, how there's always victory on the other side there's blessings on the other side it will also help you understand that god is not into punishing his children but he's definitely into building building character in us so today my topic is going to be on exactly what the name of my podcast is but god the scripture that i'm going to jump right into is matthew 19 and 26 and it says jesus looked at them and said with man this is impossible ooh but with god all things are possible right so if if you haven't grew up in church you might hear these clichés or these sayings and you won't understand what they what they mean right So I've grew up in church my whole life. So for the people that haven't, I want to explain to you what a but God moment is. It says, when God arrives in those seasons of life, when everything seems like they are working against you, but God, (laughs) isn't that like, isn't that so amazing? So when you think that everything is just stacked against you, you don't know how you're going to make it through. You, you, You don't know when God is coming. Listen, sometimes you might not even be calling on God, you but but God, right? Like that's what makes that statement so powerful. When God comes in those moments of where we see no escape, that reminds us of God's faithfulness. It reminds us of his goodness. It also reminds us that God has direction for us and it gives us hope in a situation. Now we all know that the devil comes to do what? Kill, steal, and destroy. That's what he comes to do. But when God comes and sneaks right in, what's that saying that we that we always say? He may not come when you want him, but he'll be there right on time. Listen, I'm so churchy, y'all. I'm so but that's exactly what God does. He may not come when you want him, but he's always gonna be there right on time. And that's what a but God moment is. So a little bit of my testimony. Um, like I said, I've grew up 
in church. Uh, we started going to church, I think when I was about around eight. I know that I got saved when I was 10 years old. I got filled with the Holy Ghost when I was 13. I know the exact wall that I was standing on. I know exactly who helped me, Terry. Um, so I got filled with the Holy Ghost at 13. Um, and you know, as a kid, you just kind of, uh, we're going to church because mom and daddy is making us, um, and I really didn't start to build a relationship with God until after I had my son. So I had my son when I was 25 years old. God, God bless me. <laughs> I had my son when I was 25 years old. Um, and if you could only imagine the kind of shame, the kind of guilt that I felt, right? Imagine working in a church. You're living a double life and then boom, you end up pregnant. There is a lot of shame that can come with that. But the people that I do life with, which is the people that are in my church, show me a lot of love, grace, help me through that. Um, my parents very much helped me through that. But even though I had all of this help, I still felt lost, right? I came from a relationship that was not good, a relationship that was very narcissistic, very controlling. Um, and, and, and we don't even have enough time on this podcast to talk about how soul ties can keep you connected to something that is not good. So imagine you have shame, guilt, soul ties. You're, you're, you're looking at this child it, like, God, what am I going to do with this kid? What have I got myself into but God, right? Like, that's what makes that's what makes everybody's testimony so amazing is because you, you when you go back and you think, because my son is eight now. So when I go back and I think like, oh, my God, but God, when I thought that I was losing my mind, when I thought that I could not get out of that situation, being a single mother, like, but God, like, oh, that just makes me like, it's like the more I say that, the more exciting that I get. But um, I really did not really develop a love for the Bible until 2020. I ended up getting sick with COVID and I was down for about three months. And I was like, listen, I'm sitting here. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to try to open up my Bible. And before that, uh, you know, I love, I like church. I love church now, but I just wasn't really into reading the Bible like that. If we, if we just want to be honest, but I started in Matthew and that's exactly, it's just something about then where God really opened up my eyes and opened up um, my understanding for the Bible. And I fell in love and I send devotionals. I tell the story as if it's happening on TV right now. Um, but God, right? Like only God could have gave me that love for his word. Um, and that's just so amazing. So something else, when you're having a, but God moment, it shows you that God is sovereign. Okay. It also shows you that God is supreme and it shows you that he's mighty. (laughs) That's good because a lot of time the enemy wants to make you feel like he's supreme over your life, but he's not. He, he isn't supreme over your life. The only way that the enemy gets authority in your life is if you hand it to him. Listen, y'all, we have a lot more power than we think that we do. So the only way that the enemy gets authority, listen to what I'm saying. The only way that he gets authority is if you give it to him. If you have not given it to him, he does not have authority over your life. That's why we got saved. Okay, that's why we believe in Jesus. There are certain parts of your birthright that we need to understand. Hopefully we could talk about that. 
uh, later on in the podcast. Uh, maybe I can get some people on here to kind of explain that a little bit more. So, but God moments just show you that God is sovereign. A lot of times when we make mistakes or we get ourselves deep in mistakes, we think that we can't get out. But God, there is nobody in the Bible. <laughs> there is nobody in the Bible that didn't make a mistake and God didn't have to get them out. But while God was getting them out, he also covered them in love and in grace. Right. So I just want you to understand that there is nothing too hard for the Lord to do. I thought that my life was over when I got pregnant. I was like, oh, my God, my life is over. I have put a shame on my church, on my family. But God, like, look at me now. I'm 33. (laughs) Yeah. Y'all can't tell me nothing. Y'all can't tell me God has not been good to me. Right. Y'all, if y'all knew who I was before and who I am now, you would definitely be like, but God, but God, (laughs) God's hand is on Jessica, but God. Okay. Y'all. So listen, listen to this. It says step into a version of yourself that you haven't seen yet. Oh, see, that's a but God moment. When you step into a version of yourself that you haven't seen just yet. Because if I go back and think about who I used to be, listen, loud. I'm still a little loud now. Loud, attitudes nasty, unforgiveness, bitter heart, couldn't love, won't love you. Let kid no, ooh, that's won't love you, close off. But when I look at that version of who I used to be and then the version that I am now, that gives me another but God moment. So powerful. So it's it, 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 it's so powerful. Listen, I hope that on today, this, this was only 10 minutes, but I hope that you have a but God moment. When the enemy comes to rob and to steal you or to make you feel like you don't have a future, I hope that you can go back into your remembrance of when you was maybe at your lowest and you can tell him, listen, but God, okay? But God, like, because of God, I came out of this. Just like the scripture says, Jesus looked at them and said, with man, this is impossible, So there's some situations in our life that we seem like, that we feel like it's impossible. There's some characteristics about ourselves that we feel like that it's impossible for us to change. But let's read the last of it. It said, but with God, all things are possible. We all have purpose. Listen, God, God didn't bring us here for no reason. And listen, when you do start to have trouble in your life, don't look at it as God is punishing you. Look at it that there is something that he wants to get out of you and that there is victory on the other side. So I thank everybody for coming in and joining and listening to me for 10 minutes today. I I pray that you have an encouraging week on this week. And listen, just, just yell out when the enemy comes to your mind and he wants to give you lies or tell you things about your Just yell out, but God, that will shut him up. That was, listen, but God, oh, you used to steal, but God, oh, you used to lie, but God, oh, you used to rob people, but God, oh, you used to be nasty, but God, oh, I love that child. I love that. I, 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 I've been on, but God for about three weeks now. I just love that, but God. So, um, I love you all and I will be back on here pretty soon. Hopefully you enjoy this podcast and I'll talk to you later. Have a blessed day.
Welcome back to Blood God Podcast. It is your host, Jessica. How are you doing on today? Hopefully you are having an amazing Tuesday. And I just want to tell you that if you're not, if you're not, I'm going to help us on the morning, on this morning. If you are not having an amazing Tuesday, I want you to go back and look at what you said on Monday. <laughs> go back. Look, Monday tends to have this big, dark cloud on everybody. And we start speaking so negative on Monday. And that's just going to follow us through the rest of our week. So listen, I want us to start doing this every morning. Say happy Monday. Say it. Say happy Monday to five people. Now these people are going to look at you strange, but I'm telling you, it's going to save you for the rest of the week because how you started is how it's going to end. So I need you to say happy Monday. And listen, we have to change our perspective on Monday anyway. You want to know why? Because that is the day that the Lord has made. So if you are not having an amazing Tuesday, I'm going to pray that you start to have an amazing Tuesday after you listen to this podcast. On today, we are going to be talking about the importance in being planted in God. Oh, I'm just so excited. Let me let me slow down because sometimes I start talking out fast because I'm just trying to get out what God has gave me. So let me just take a deep breath, slow down. You can get your Bibles out if you can. If not, that's okay. I got you. I'm going to read the scripture on today. So I'm going to be coming from Psalms chapter one, verses one through three. And it says, blessed is the man who walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor sits in the paths of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his delight, he meditates day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth its fruit in its season and whose leaves also shall not wither. And whatever he does, he shall prosper. Now, verse three, like I said, I want you to highlight that because that is going to be our memory verse. So let's just jump right on in. What does planted mean? To be deeply rooted, firmly fixed, or held. That's good. So we got to be deeply rooted. Our faith needs to be firmly fixed. And we have to be held and hold on to God. I'm so excited, y'all. Listen, as Christians, we can no longer be rooted in the things of this world. We have to get our guidance from God. Why? Because that is who we are deeply rooted in. That is what we, our faith is firmly fixed on him and we are holding on to God. So if you are doing all of those things, why are you over here trying to get guidance from the world? The scripture is the final authority over our life. Why? Because those are God's words. That is how God wants us to move. The the Bible is telling us who God is. And we had to be planted in that. So on today, I want us to exchange for new soil. Exchange out that bad soil for new soil so that your life will begin to prosper. So what is bad soil? I'm going to tell you on today. It could be your friends. It could be family, social media, the workplace, your mindset and behavior. Mm. Your mindset and behavior. Listen, verse 2 tells us to delight in the laws of the Lord and to meditate on it day and night. What is the laws? His ways and his words. Our minds are so consumed with things that no longer serve us and we wonder why our plants aren't growing. 
and the plant is you. Why am I not prospering in God? Why is my life not prospering? Because you are planted in bad soils. Your behaviors, you're doing things that not that are not of God, and you wonder why your life is not being prosperous. You cannot grow good fruit being planted in bad soil. Listen, I'm a plant mom, y'all. At least I was trying to be until my peace lily. <laughs> to my peace lily just took and just it's a very moody plant, right? Now, when this peace lily is bloomed, she is so pretty. Like, that's why I got the plant. But when she dies, it's like it's like three days later, she could just droop over. You just like, what is wrong with this plant? So I remember when I was in Home Depot, a lady told me that if she starts to droop down, put her in a bathtub and she will just come back alive. And I was just like, that is just doing the most. Why can't you just stay alive right so we have to look at that look at what i just told you let's look at that in the spiritual we want to rock with god for three days and you're alive you're alive but then sometimes when the weekend comes we want to uproot ourselves and place ourselves in sin (laughs) i don't think you heard me we rock with god for a few days now i'm just using the weekend as an example But on the weekend, it don't even have to be the weekend when things don't start going our way. We want to uproot ourselves and place ourselves in bad soil. Now, how do we think that we're going to come back alive when we are being placed in bad soil? When you are planted in bad soil, it will result in poor root growth and plant establishment. Y'all. When you are planted in bad soil, it will result in poor root growth and plant establishment. And you wonder why your life is not prospering. The root of you is poor. (laughs) The roots of you are poor because we are not connected to the nourishment of God. We will never become established in the kingdom if we keep uprooting ourselves and going into bad soil. Listen, to keep yourself up to keep yourself from uprooting from God, you have to be patient when he is trying to adjust you. I listen. To keep yourself from uprooting You have to be patient when he is trying to adjust you. Now, sometimes it gets uncomfortable when God starts to strip us, when God wants to take us out of that bad soil, our old ways, when he wants to change our behaviors, when he wants to change our mindset. The first thing we want to do because it gets uncomfortable is we want to uproot ourselves. God wants to take you to a different level. He wants to show you a different version of yourself, but you will never be able to see that because you are so comfortable being rooted in bad soil. We know that in bad soil, nothing grows there. Nothing grows where it's dead. (laughs) Nothing grows where it's dead. So we have to be able to disconnect from the things of this world and to get over here and connect with God. God is a living God. That's what the Bible tells He is a living God. He made the whole world. We want to be connected 
to a creation, which is what the devil is. He is not the creator. He is a creation. So we want to be connected to a creation instead of the creator. (laughs) Y'all, how does that work? Listen, I'm going to give us some keys on how to stay planted and how to stay connected. Position yourself in Christ. How are we going to position ourselves? Staying deeply rooted, firmly fixed, and holding on to him. Listen, you're going to have to pray. You're going to have to fast. And you're going you're, you're gonna to have to be in the word of God. You don't know who God is unless you are reading his word. That's the only way that you are going to know who he is. Let me turn over to Psalms 31 and 19. Give me just a moment. I just I just want to read this to you. It's Psalms 31. Oh, come, come, come on, Babel app. Sorry, y'all. 31 and verse 19. Let's read it. It says, oh, how great is your goodness, which you have held up for those who fear, fear you which you have prepared for those who trust in you in the presence of the son of men. Listen, when you position yourself in Christ, you you have to trust him. Like you, you have to trust him. You have to trust his goodness and who he is. Knowing the word of God. If you're a plant mom, you know that sometimes you got to talk to those plants in order for those those plants to just stay alive now i'm in a plant group and i see all of these these people they're talking to their plant oh you're so beautiful oh you're so wonderful just look at you grow right so you have to do the same things we looking for affirmations outside of the bible listen there are so many affirmations inside of the bible that will keep your plant alive you have to talk to yourself here goes one i could do all things through christ that strengthens me that is an affirmation that will keep my plant growing. Who is the plant? Yourself. I could do all things through Christ Jesus that strengthens me. That is an affirmation that you should be saying to yourself to keep you what? Deeply rooted, firmly fixed, and held on to Christ. God, y'all, I just love this so much. Being planted in God will connect you to purpose. We spend so much time in things that does not benefit the purpose that God has us being planted in God is the only way that you will find out what your purpose is we dibbling dabbling in this we trying this we trying that we're trying to fulfill this empty spot nobody else can fill that emptiness that you feel not work not money listen not titles nothing can fill that 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 emptiness but God listen we just learned two weeks ago in Bible study what is your purpose doing good works let's just start there I love when when Pastor Cox said that doing good works that is that's your purpose is doing good works you start serving find yourself serving while you're trying to grow find yourself serving and I'm telling you right now your plant will begin to produce good fruit and God will elevate you to a next level of of what he wants you to do listen understand that every plant needs water storms will come but you don't have to fear because God is your source as long as your roots are connected to him no storm could ever knock you down Now, as new Christians, I really wanted to put this point in here because sometimes Christianity is sold to us that everything is good. Everything is not good all the time. 
you're going to have trials and tribulations because you got to see what's really inside of you. And God has to get things out. But just because those storms come, it doesn't mean that it's going to knock you over. Those storms will never knock you over as long as you are rooted and planted in God. Those storms are coming to get the bad stuff out of you. It's coming to water you, right? If it doesn't rain, these plants will die. Mm. So sometimes you have to get those storms so that it can rain on you so that your plant can get the nourishment that it needs and so that it is able to grow. Listen, you are able to conquer anything. That's what scripture tells us in Romans 8 and 13. You can conquer anything. So when those storms come and it feels like your plant is uprooting itself, listen, you better you better get back down and stay connected to God because the, the, the worst thing you could do in a storm is disconnect yourself from God. He is the only person that can get you out. And listen, I battled with isolation for so, so long, right? When I would go through things, and I'm getting very good at this now. But when I really started to really give my life to Christ and really do the things of the Lord, when things happen, the first thing Jessica does is I'm disconnecting. Now, why are we disconnecting from God? So when I disconnect, I have uprooted myself. Now I'm in self-pity. Now I'm a victim. Now it's woe, it's me. Nothing ever happens for me in life. You see, now I have to put all of these bad soils, all of these negative things in my soil, and I'm expected to get good fruit. You're never going to get good fruit that way. So we have to learn to stay connected to Christ during the storm. This is the last point. Let's get planted in God so that our plants will produce good fruit the only way that we will start to see the fruits of the spirit is by you being planted in god you can't be nasty and think you're gonna be able to grow joy (laughs) that is not gonna work you can't be shady and think that you are gonna be able to grow love that that's not gonna work The only way that we are going to be able to to stay planted and to grow and to to get good fruit is, like I said, being planted in God. Being planted may cause you some growing pains, but it's worth it. Who I was in 2014 is totally different than the person that I am now. But just know that sometimes... Mm, Being planted in God, it may cause you some growing pains. It may cause you some discomfort, but it's worth it in the end. I am here to testify that it is worth it in the end. I thought that I would never come out of some things, but me stopping and saying, look, I got to get planted in God. I got to get deeply rooted in him or my life will never go anywhere has caused me to see a version of myself that I thought that I would never see. I am able to grow Things that bother me really don't bother me at all. They really don't bother me as as much as they used to. But we have to just stay connected to God. I decided to get planted the best way that I knew how. Listen, you got to give yourself grace. But first, you have to take the first step. We can't be a victim all the time and saying, my life is not prospering because I don't have such and such. No, your life isn't prospering because you ain't connected to the source. So you have to take the first step. Let me connect with God the best way that I can. Do you not know that God knows exactly where you are in life? He's just waiting for you to choose him. God is just simply waiting for you to choose him. We put all of these expectations on ourselves and God never asked you for that. He just said, choose me. 
choose him and he knows the way listen i never thought that my roots would be so strong when 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 it's just so amazing of how god could take a dead plant i'm just gonna use that for example god took me a dead plant a plant whose roots was rotten rotten do you not know that you can be in a church and still not prosper and it's because you're not connected to the source you connected to just doing things for show you're connected to just doing things because your mom and them told you to do it you haven't really figured out who god is for yourself but god took me a dead plant gave me water gave me nourishment gave me love talked to me gave me affirmations and now here i am a plant that is over here growing good fruit No, everything is not peaches and cream every day. But let me tell you, them apples on my tree is growing. Them oranges on my tree is growing. I'm able to endure a little bit longer than than what I used to because I understand that God has purpose for me. I want to be just like my peace lily, okay? I want to be beautiful every day. Now, my peace lily, I don't know if I got a bad one, but... I don't, I, 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 I want to be, I want to be beautiful every day. I don't want to just be beautiful some days. I want to be beautiful every day inside and out. And the only way that you are able to do that is you have to let God get to the root of you. Those, 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 those bad roots that we hide and that we're, that we don't want to expose. You got to let God get to the root of you so that he is able to replace those negative roots with something positive. I want to be beautiful inside and out. When people walk up to me, I want them to see the love of God on my life. I want them to look at me and be like, dang, Sister Jessica has definitely changed. That is not the same Jessica that I know. Who does she know? Listen, this is my last key of staying connected. Find you a church that that is able and willing and want to grow you. Listen, if you're in the Louisville, Kentucky area, I invite you to my church, God's Way House of Love. We're just a bunch of people that is radical for God, that loves God, that wants to grow, that wants to stay connected to the King. We don't want, we listen, and we love people. We love people. If it was not for my church, I do not know where I would be because my pastor, Bishop Robert M. Logan, took a chance, started a church, not took a chance, he followed what God wanted him to do. All of these lives was 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 placed in, in, in well all of these lives were able to be saved. That's what I'm saying. So just think if you decide to get yourself deeply rooted in God, whoever you connect with, you are able to tell your testimony, and that is another person that is able to be saved. Because of my church, that changed my parents' lives. I'm so grateful for my parents. I hope one day that they're able to just tell their testimony. But because of my parents and them coming to that church and them getting deeply rooted in God, it changed me and my sister's life. (laughs) Do you not know that just changing your life will change somebody else's life? All you have to be is an example of what Christ is. So if you're in the Louisville, Kentucky era, listen, come to God's way, house of love. We just want to be planted. We want to be free and we just want to experience God. So I thank you for joining today's podcast. I, I just pray that you are able to just disconnect from the world and get planted in God, that you will understand that God loves you. He knows exactly where you are. 
He just wants you to choose him. That's what our message was about on Sunday. Choose me. Choose good soil. God ain't nothing but good soil. He's good soil. He made you. And we can no longer serve or be planted in the creation and not the creator. So I thank you all for joining But God Podcast. And I will see you next week. Hey everybody, welcome back to Bud God Podcast. It's Jessica. How are y'all doing on today? Hopefully you are having an amazing morning. Listen, sometimes I know life be lifing. I know that it's not the correct grammar. I do not want y'all coming for me. But that's just the saying that me and some of the people that I do life with, that's what we say, life be lifing. But we're going to have an amazing day, all right? Hopefully last week you had some Bud God moments Hopefully, God showed you who he was. Hopefully, he showed you how much love that he has for you. And today, we're going to jump right on into what so, so, so. We we have but God moments, right? But how can we allow these giants to take us out of a chokehold? So that's what I'm going to be talking about. This giant has me in a chokehold, right? Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about David. And how David was able to defeat Goliath. And I'm going to give you some tools on how you can defeat the giants in your life. And how they can no longer have you in a chokehold. So let's jump right into the scripture. It's 1 Samuel 17 and 54. It said, David took the Philistine's head and brought it to Jerusalem. And he put the Philistine's weapon in his own tent. So if some of you don't know, listen, there was this giant Goliath. I'm 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 a, I'm a paraphrase the story, so don't you Bible scholars come on this podcast and start start talking wow. I'm just paraphrase it. Basically, Goliath he was running his mouth. He had everybody scared in the land. David was like, "Look, I, I'm gonna handle you, bro." <laughs> David was like, "Listen, I'm gonna get you." Nobody believed David, small in stature. Listen, I even looked up how tall Goliath was on Google. Now, sometimes you can't trust everything we hear on Google, but it said Goliath was 7'10", and David was 5'. Imagine something in your life being 7'. You're 5'. And how are you going to defeat this thing? Now, that was probably David's outlook. I know the people that was in his community, that was probably their outlook. Like, David, you a little guy. Like, David, you're really small. How are you going to defeat this giant? But David did so. It said he brought the head of it back into his tent. Also, I looked up a little bit. Let me just tell y'all a little bit about Goliath, right? It said he was about 17. Goliath's helmet weighed 66 pounds. He had a brass coat, a brass coat, y'all. Y'all know that's heavy. That was about 175 pounds. His spear weighed 20 pounds. And everybody feared Goliath because he was so big. Now, just think about that. What are you fearing in your life that is so big, right? It could be a decision. It could be the next move. What in your life are you fearing so much that it has you in a chokehold? Okay, that's a saying that we like to that 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 I that we like to say, like, dang, this got me in a chokehold. I don't know how I'm gonna like what has you in a chokehold? Mm, think about that that's stopping you from progressing in life. 
let me just give you some tips on how you can let me just hear what that sound Hey everybody, welcome back to Bud God Podcast. It's Jessica. How are y'all doing on today? Hopefully you are having an amazing morning. Listen, sometimes I know life be lifing. I know that is not the correct grammar. I do not want y'all coming for me. But that's just the saying that me and some of the people that I do life with, that's what we say, life be lifing. But we're going to have an amazing day, all right? Hopefully last week you had some Bud God moments Hopefully, God showed you who he was. Hopefully, he showed you how much love that he has for you. And today, we're going to jump right on into what so, so, so. We, we have but God moments, right? But how can we allow these giants to take us out of a chokehold? So that's what I'm going to be talking about. This giant has me in a chokehold, right? Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about David. And how David was able to defeat Goliath. And I'm going to give you some tools on how you can defeat the giants in your life. And how they can no longer have you in a chokehold. So let's jump right into the scripture. It's 1 Samuel 17 and 54. It said, David took the Philistine's head and brought it to Jerusalem. And he put the Philistine's weapon in his own tent. So if some of you don't know, listen, there was this giant Goliath. I'm 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 a, I'm a paraphrase the story, so don't you Bible scholars come on this podcast and start start talking wow. I'm just paraphrase it. Basically, Goliath he was running his mouth. He had everybody scared in the land. David was like, "Look, I, I'm gonna handle you, bro." <laughs> David was like, "Listen, I'm gonna get you." Nobody believed David, small in stature. Listen, I even looked up how tall Goliath was on Google. Now, sometimes you can't trust everything we hear on Google, but it said Goliath was 7'10", and David was 5'. Imagine something in your life being 7'. You're 5'. And how are you going to defeat this thing? Now, that was probably David's outlook. I know the people that was in his community, that was probably their outlook. Like, David, you a little guy. Like, David, you're really small. How are you going to defeat this giant? But David did so. It said he brought the head of it back into his tent. Also, I looked up a little bit. Let me just tell y'all a little bit about Goliath, right? It said he was about 17. Goliath's helmet weighed 66 pounds. He had brass coat, a brass coat, y'all. Y'all know that's heavy. That was about 175 pounds. His spear weighed 20 pounds. And everybody feared Goliath because he was so big. Now, just think about that. What are you fearing in your life that is so big, right? It could be a decision. It could be the next move. What in your life are you fearing so much that it has you in a chokehold? Okay, that's a saying that we like to that 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 I that we like to say like, dang, this got me in a chokehold. I don't know how I'm going. Like, what has you in a chokehold? Mm, think about that. That's stopping you from progressing in life. Let me just give you some tips on how you can. Let me just hear what that sounds. Hey, my name is Jessica. How are y'all doing today? 